Welcome to the joint venture of The Awakening Podcast versus Mind Wars. I'm Roy Collin of The Awakening Podcast, and I'm here with Chris Ryan of Mind Wars. You'll find his website on mindwars.uk, and I'm at uh, awakeningpodcast.org. We're both on BitChute and YouTube, so be sure to share with your friends, give us a thumbs up, and subscribe. How's it going, Chris? Good, good. And yourself, Roy? How are you since last week? I'm still alive, still, still above ground, all good. That's the main thing, that's the main thing. So what are we going to get into this week for a few viewers? Well, I know we're both living abroad, so I know that flying is uh, something that uh, is of interest to both of us. So we've got a bit of a update on the flying. Yeah. yeah, I mean, that's kind of sort of the breaking news last couple of days. A lot of people are talking about it, and it's two kind of conflicting arguments from two different airlines. There's a couple of them, but two in particular that stand out is obviously Qantas, the CEO of it, uh, Alan Joyce in Australia. He's been coming out in the last couple of days and all over um, Nine News in Australia. And saying that, you know, he's been interviewed on it and he's basically been asked a number of questions on it saying, what are we going to do for the new year to obviously get the travel industry back up in the air again and all this and people back to work? He says, you know, they asked the big question, of course, are you going to make your pastors that board your airline? Are you going to make them get a vaccine? And he pretty much said, yeah. He says, we're looking into the changing the you know terms and conditions as it is. So he says that will be possible. He said the, the girl actually that was interviewing him actually said, you know, would even something like a, a bracelet, like an ankle bracelet, would that be possible? He never denied it. Um, so he's, it, this is all kind of part of it as well as to, you know, this uh, vaccination or vaccination passport as well to basically get to fly on a plane to different parts of the world. It's absolute insanity. So, I mean, people near, near seriously need to boycott that kind of an airline that's going on like that because, I mean, they have no right or integrity to basically say what goes in or what goes out of your body simply to go where you want to around the world. So it's absolute madness that way. And then on the other hand, you have actually uh, Ryanair biggest in actually Europe for um, travel that way. So they've come out and they've got asked the same question and they said that um, no, they wouldn't be actually um, rolling out basically what uh, Alan Joyce, the CEO of Qantas said. And in a little article is actually what they said was um, Ryanair have said it won't partake in the idea, stressing that requiring passengers to get a COVID vaccine is not really relevant, he says, for short uh, hand flights to Europe. The chief executive was saying this, uh, Mr. Wilson, said that such requirements work for places like Australia. So this guy apparently knows that, you know, never been trialed or tested before, but he says, yeah, it'll work for Australia, okay. Um, and this is for a, a virus that no government or no scientists have ever approved to exist. I'll continue reading. Where pretty much the only way into the country is by plane. With Qantas, they're a long-haul operator. So vaccinations in that context are really for long-haul, he said. I mean... Madness, absolute insanity, of course. I mean, so it gives them the right to actually even dictate something like that. It's, it's a shame, fellow Irishman, that you're embarrassed about. Of course, you know? yeah, yeah, it is. It's, it's shameful. But um, I know you've a positive on something that as well, as far as England goes, is already a pushback. I mean, I know, and the funny end of things that uh, he was actually, Alan Joyce, the CEO, was at a, a news conference in the um, in Perth only in the last 24 hours or so in a hotel there. And a guy came up on stage and actually smashed a pie into his face and just walked off. Um, so that it was, was a, a pleasure to watch, actually. <laughs> it was. Yeah, we himself and Bill Gates getting pies. <laughs> you know, I'd rather yeah. they got injections, to be honest with you, but yeah, it's yeah. better than nothing. Like. It's just to show already people don't want this kind of thing. Um, nobody wants this. The amount of thumbs uh, down online as well, looking at all these videos, it's like thousands and thousands of thumbs down. You know, the people have spoken. Nobody wants this. Like, I'm all about, you know, freedom of choice. If people want to get it, fine. But it's under no circumstances in any airline or any government body, um, any control or basically say what you will 
um, take or won't take. It's like it's a form of blackmail. It's like, well, we let you on this. You don't have to, but we let you on it if you get vaccinated, if you do as we please. I'm like, no, <laughs> good luck and thanks. Exactly. And I mean, it's not just about a vaccine. It's like they won't talk to the scientists, they know, even if you look at the ingredients in them. So every single thing connected with it is scary. So we know that there's a hidden agenda. So why should we comply? But in, in relation to the one that you mentioned, I mean, I can read that out because I know that like we put this up on the videos as well. But just for those that listen on the audio, it was um, trade wins travel. And on the 23rd of November, uh, following the statement from Qantas that they would not allow passengers on their flights without a vaccination for COVID-19, we decided as a company that we would no longer offer Qantas flights to our customers. Whilst we are just a relatively small independent tour operator based in the UK and Qantas are a large international airline, we feel that bodily autonomy with regard to medical intervention is a personal choice and not something to be forced onto people by business. We are not anti-vaccination, but we are pro-choice. There is a huge difference between coercion and making a free choice. Qantas fly from the UK to the Far East and to Australia. They co-chair flights with Emirates, and this will also impact the business of Emirates Airlines who have not taken the same stance as Qantas. We wonder if this has been discussed with Emirates prior to the announcement by Qantas. Emirates are without doubt a larger airline than Qantas and are certainly more frequently used by British tourists to the Far East. We hope for some clarification from our partners at Emirates. We do not want to see the spread of COVID-19 anywhere in the world, but never before in the history of aviation has there been a requirement to have an injection before boarding a plane? If Australia as a nation makes the decision to not allow entry to people without a vaccination, then that is within their rights and people can make an informed choice as to whether they wish to visit the country. But it is not up to the airline to enforce uh, this upon their customers. And you take your hat off to them for doing that because you know they're, they're putting the, their name out, they could actually get you know, it could affect them. But to be honest with you, I reckon their trade will go up for that because anybody that's against what Qantas has done, which is disgusting, they should support people like that. Yeah, 100% agree. I mean, hopefully that's the start. All you need generally is one person to come out and go against the grain or the mainstream narrative. And all of a sudden, they might get a certain amount of demonization forced at times. I'm sure people will. They always get that side of things as well. But it should take off to say, look, because I mean, this this company are obviously going to lose a certain amount of business when they know that, but they're willing to do that because they can see what's actually at stake here. Freedom is the biggest thing at stake here above any uh, money or anything else um, is at stake massively on a global scale. We need the people to basically turn up against this and fight back against it. And now that one of these uh, industries are pushing back the travel industry is a great, fantastic way forward as well. So definitely a a plus to take out of uh, this week, even though other things are contradicting. I mean, if you think about the whole context for a second, Ryanair saying, you know, that it's kind of, you know, we won't won't go for it. Well, for now, anyway, we won't go for it within uh, Europe because we're only kind of short haul flights. And you know, be saying it's okay. Like I, I can totally understand the concept of Australia if they go on for a Qantas because they're a long haul flight. Like think about this for a second. He's basically saying this alleged virus that still hasn't been, as I go back to, has never been proven to exist by in any documentation by a government or a scientist. They're arguing over something that doesn't exist. And they're kind of basically saying that they even know the virus themselves is what they're saying because the virus, you know, it's all right in the short haul, but give the virus any bit of long haul at all and it just it reacts badly. You're going to get snapped up straight away. So it doesn't like this long haul virus at all. It's, 
this uh, virus that goes out and attacks people randomly. But uh, it's, you know, same with tier systems. We have in England, different places around the world. It goes for certain tier systems. And at Christmas, it'll allow you to have your little bubble at Christmas for so many days. You can visit families, you can have extra people in your household. But then the virus will go away again or it'll come back actually twice as bad in New Year, they said, for a couple of days you can spend with your family at Christmas. So this is the, the lunacy, brain-dead conversations that's actually going on around the world. And unfortunately, people are still tuned into this kind of thing to say, oh yeah, like, you know, it is a thing, like, I mean, and these are so-called superior people that people are supposed to look up to. And it's just, as we say in every podcast, thankfully there's more and more waking up. It's definitely a plus sign and there's more pluses coming out with things all the time. But uh, we need to up the ante as well of that moving forward. I suppose <clears throat> since we're on that, because we, we, we try to bring some positivity, we know that the information at times, you know, can be a bit painful. But uh, one, one of my connections there in Canada, Vince Del Monte had a live video. And what it was is there was a restaurant there. He'd said he's sick of what's going on. He said people are losing their livelihoods. He's opening up his restaurants. He doesn't care. And he basically asked people to come out. There was maybe a thousand people. There was a lot of people around there. But of course, the police arrived on their uh, horses waiting for him. But there was people there with their speakers telling what... I was surprised, actually. They were saying about the DNA is going to be kept. So, like, people are really awake. And people were cheering and clapping. And then they were telling the police to stand on. What what they were basically suggesting is if every single person done that, because they were saying how few police were there compared to the amount of people... So if every single gym, every single restaurant opened up, they don't have the people to actually, you know, stop them from entering. So we need life to actually return. Like the one thing that could be done straight away is stop the salaries of the politicians. And yeah, let's see how they actually react because like it's, it's all okay if you're able to put a, you know, have a roof over your head and put food on your table. What about the people that have lost their jobs and, you know, they're not getting anything to actually survive. So let's take the money off the politicians, stop paying them. And let's yeah. see how fast they actually get the, the lockdown, you know. Ended. Exactly. And like, like we've been saying for months and months, it's, you know, there's only a few of them, but there's actually billions of us all controlled and orchestrated by fear from, it's, they're selling this illusion of it's for your health and for your safety and for the greater good. But it couldn't be further from the truth. Like they're still harping on now here in England, of course, because, you know, protect the NHS, which is from people listening abroad, it's the National Health Service here in England. You know, protect the NHS. Like the NHS hospitals, oh, we're going to overwhelm it. That's all the slogans and articles are. But we need to protect the hospitals so they don't get overwhelmed. Nothing about uh, like our own immunity here, our own, how strong our own immunity system is here as well. And none of these hospitals are overwhelmed. They're, they're well below what they, what they should be. And they're, if you go back in the last five years alone and all these you know, doctors are coming out in England as well, so Dr. Eden is a very good guy in this as well. And he's come out and said, like, there is no eggs for this time of year. It's perfectly normal, like any other year, be it excess deaths, fatalities, mortalities, all that, he says together, he says, there is nothing abnormal about it. But yes, they're ramping up everything at the moment to push, push, push. Because it was, it was, you know, it was all about to flatten the curve. That's it was <laughs> what it was about was getting the vaccine in and keeping people um, under house arrest as, as long as possible to wait up for this, you know, so-called magic wand of a vaccine that um, I don't know anybody in their right mind that would actually want to take a vaccine. When you when you think of the the scenario of it, like you know, ninety percent are saying possibly ninety five percent effective from Pfizer and AstraZeneca. When your own immune system is something like ninety nine point eight or ninety nine point nine percent a survival rate, even if we do believe the mainstream narrative that you know this alleged virus is such a deadly killer out in in the public domain. So I think you would go for your own immune system above uh, above any uh, toxic injection that you've you've gone out. And these injections normally take about ten years from inception to to market to see how the long-term side effects and they're actually taking 
uh, immunity in this. Um, they've already been Pfizer, AstraZeneca, all these companies have been already granted before anything has even fully tested and gone, gone to market. Um, they've been given complete immunity from any liability, any illness or any cause of death. They've wiped their hands of it. So, I mean, if people think of it in that sense, in, in, in one sense, like, like an allergy, say, if I went in to buy a car in the morning, I know a car and your body are completely two different things, but just give a simple analogy. If I went in to buy a car in the morning, a brand new one, I goes in, pay 20 grand for it. The guy goes, yeah, there's your keys of the car, off out, out, out the gate now with you. Um, I'm not giving any liability. I'm not standing over what I just sold you. Um, you know, think about that for a second. Like, would you kind of go, uh, oh yeah, sure, no worries. I'll give you that. There's a 20 grand. That's, that's grand. You're not going to stand over uh, a new car because you've, you've so much... Um, you know, you can't even believe in your own system. That's what the companies are saying. They can't even believe in their own system here because it's just like we know there's deadly side effects to come and unknown side effects that will lead to massive cause of illness and death as well, unfortunately, for some down the line. It's, it's inevitable. Like, so, I mean, that in a sense is just madness to, to think like, you know, that if people even knew a lot of that as well. There is no liability for these companies and that. So they can't stand over because they know there'll be massive side effects. So, but yet they're willing to rush it to market, get under emergency restriction laws to basically say, yeah, push, 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 get it out. Because like we spoke in previous podcasts, there's a return on investment. There's massive, there's billions and billions here at stake for these people and investors to make. And absolutely it's zero all, got to do with your health. It's all about the money. Yeah, exactly. It's all about the money. And yeah. you know, you're on about the cars. Um, I mean, there's actually cases where a lot of times you'd hear of a call, uh, a callback on cars. What they actually do is they look at how much it's going to cost them. So even if they know there's a defect, but it's a certain, a tiny percentage and they know people will die from it, but it, uh, it's less cost than the recall. They don't have a recall. I mean, they've been caught for that. There's a few of the bigger car manufacturers have been caught doing that. Regarding the vaccines, it's... I mean, I, I know people that have actually, their children have died from vaccines. Like they're saying 90%. We know that's not true. Like yeah. regarding the hospitals being, you know, bombarded, that will happen if everybody gets the injections because they're all going to have side effects. They're already trying to, they're advertising for AI to actually see uh, what the different side effects will be and then exactly, try yeah. to improve it, try to improve it. So like 100% I will not be getting a vaccine and... If you are thinking about it, all I would suggest is actually go away. We've we've discussed it previously, but we've got some information on our websites as well about the the ingredients in it. So you know, you would never in a million years put that toxins into you. And I like I think uh, that they're going to be rolling them out in is it Derby or somewhere that. Uh, yeah, so I'm just reading this actually today as well. Like we spoke a couple of weeks back, or Liverpool in England um, was one of the, the so-called first trial grounds of mass testing okay so now roll on a couple of weeks and now what they're doing here in in derby in england is um in derby arena actually they're basically um going this is going to be the place for the first trial ground for mass vaccination so within a few weeks we're going from the testing to mass vaccination nothing has been you know granted in the sense that um, vaccinations are going to work and it's it's the magic formula and nothing is even out in the market all these trial trial trials and so on and so on but it's actually an interesting little article from um, one of the derby newspapers here in england and it basically goes like this it says approval for the nhs which is the national health um, service here in england to take over derby arena and run it as a mass vaccination center for covid19 will be urgently given by derby city county at a specifically convenient meeting tomorrow it is understood that the council will receive in excess of 250,000 sterling from the government to allow the area to be used, although the full license fee has still to be agreed. It will come into use as a vaccination centre when the approval of one or more of the various vaccines in production is given out. 
but an NHS spokesman could not say if it would be early as in the next two weeks as has been suggested by the nation itself. But the speed of the NHS request the use of the arena um, reveals by Derbyshire live last week means that council leader Chris Poulter will have to give permission urgently for the arena to be licensed and used as the next cabinet meeting at which it could be done is not until Wednesday, December the 9th. The NHS occupation of the arena will be time limited and on a non-exclusive basis under the license, the council will return the right to use the arena, including gym and other first uh, floor operations and also will be able to accommodate the local election count in May. So they're already known as once to get in, it's going to be here for months and months and months, even talking about the elections in May that, you know, we'll still be able to use the elections in May while this is going on in the background. Um, it's, just, it's, it's incredible. It's, it's, it's a foreign mass genocide that's just been carried out um, right, right across the world. Um, and people seriously just need to wake up to what's going on. And obviously this is just a, the start of it. Like, like we said previously, it's, it's all about the vaccination. It was never about keeping you healthy and safe and all that kind of thing. And the vaccination is only one area that they want to go into. I mean, there's loads of other areas we previously spoke about as well. But that's just one place here in Derby is the, is the first so-called ground for the vaccination centres to set up, like a, like so-called uh, concentration camps for these people just to come in, line up and get tested and away again. Like, yeah. It's, it's and, incredible. Uh, I've also seen as well that our beautiful Muppet Irish government, who are the most incompetent, bunch of imbeciles I've ever ah, come across after out. ordering 10 million uh, so that means everybody gets two uh, yeah. vaccines it's it's yeah just under five million or so of a population so they've allocated already and they say they're going to go for more um, but 10 million plus so they're already like they've no idea of anything they're already put in the price and, and the order and the whole lot for it and it's like, right, we don't know how safe or anything is going to be. We've even skipped the normal trial studies or the trial uh, areas of where you go for the animal first and all the procedures. They've never, ever done a coronavirus in the past, and they've tried many times for years and years and years. And now within a couple of months, all of a sudden it's going to be rushed out and lots of governments, unfortunately our own stupid government uh, in Ireland, are going, going to sort us out for decades, are basically now sending us out once again. Mass genocide on our nation again is going to be a call out for what it is because that's what it feels like and that's what it is on people. Is you're basically saying there's going to be at least two vaccines for every man, woman, and child, and nobody's kind of getting to say we've already put in the order and you're just going to line up and take it. So, yeah, and not only should they do the pots and pans of Denmark, which seems to work, but I think they need to actually be hitting the politicians with the pots and pans because there's obviously nothing in between the brains, like. You know, it's like uh, uh, zombie politicians at this stage. Like, you know, it's, I, I really can't understand it. But every single thing they have done, because, you know, we both keep an eye on what goes on in Ireland. And to be honest with you, I think every country that we're looking at, Poland is no better with the politicians, the UK and Ireland. But they have voted in so many different things for vulture funds to, you know, basically give the... The, the vulture funds more powers to evict people. Yeah, during a pandemic, that makes sense. And then with the nuns, how many children were actually murdered over 800? And they voted oh, and in. Up in June. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, voted, closed that for 30 years. Hopefully that's going to get overturned because there was such uproar. So now the people need to wake up and uproar again and just totally refuse to actually get this because it does not work. It's madness. Like, and even that with that tomb situation where all the, you know, the bodies and children and all the stuff was found up there a couple of years back, I believe, I think it was 2014 or sometime around then. Um, you know, the two people that are looking over it that said that we're doing inquiries and looking into it, but we've found nothing yet, is the church and the state collaborating together looking over it. It's like basically having the murderer look over your, your own crime scene. <laughs> it's, <laughs> yeah. 
oh, give me a break. Of the two people in the world to to look after anything, yeah, it's uh, the two that you wouldn't trust, like. Yeah, I know, I know, it's 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 madness again. But um, the, the funny part is, we have seen a, a Twitter in the last couple of days uh, have actually come out, <laughs> and they have said that uh, any misinformation that's on their website that has been already deemed as misinformation. If you apparently, I'm not on Twitter myself, but if you apparently go in and uh, look at and like it, um, you're already given a warning. So how dare you, uh, you know, like something that's already deemed misinformation by who, of course, like these beloved fact checkers in the background, Silicon Valley, that we know are not for our, our rights, our freedoms, our freedom of speech. They're just basically there to basically box us in and to say what you can and what you can't say. Like, they seriously have a cheek to what they're, they're actually doing. But people can say, what can we do? Well, so just, just get off their platform, I suppose. Just don't give them any response. Just go away from if that's the kind of boxing in a society and people's freedoms or rights and what they actually want to say and stuff because what's deemed as misinformation to one person could be very very valid uh, information to uh, to another person so that in itself is madness and they said it was only the last couple of days was all justified on on the back of the uh, you know the fiasco of the election in the states and the uh, and COVID-19 because there's so much you know misinformation going around the place so that we need to take the extra step in uh, and we think it's a good thing and they didn't say censorship but that's what they're doing it's basically another step forward um, in, in censorship so yeah yeah well i mean yeah we've we've realized how bad they are they were even i mean donald trump is still the president they're even censoring him they're stopping his tweets mm-hmm. and you know it's like but i do know that parlor is a competitor to him so people are now jumping to parlor so i mean if they lose their share that's that's the only way you know yeah. and I mean, I ha- I've used Twitter for years, but I never found it great. Not Poland, anyway. No, it's bigger in um, in the US. It's okay in the UK, but it's mainly the the USA. It's very big. But anyone that's on it, I'd say jump the parlor. You know, yeah. And you know, you can't tolerate that because even like, say, for example, you tweeted something and I like it. I mean, how can I get a black mark for that? Like. Exactly. I mean, it, it's it, it doesn't make sense at all. <laughs> has anything made sense in the the last eight months or whatever? And yeah. you know, like this, like even I'm looking at stuff now. Anything that Donald Trump is putting up, it's just there. You see the post underneath it saying Facebook Biden is the president elect. Like, I mean, yeah. <laughs> the, just and, looking and then, at that, it's like why it's why are they even involved? It's not a, you know that just shows there's a hidden agenda there. And if you kind of you know accept that. And we, yeah, we need to get away from Facebook as well. Like, you know, so yeah, I suppose we'd be uh, wrapping up there, Chris. Uh, I mean, we always like to try to finish on something positive. I had a, a very good interview with uh, the, the last podcast that I put up with uh, one of our mutual friends, uh, Zaid, uh, judges of uh, the MCC podcast. Yeah. And just from the stuff that I had seen on Australia, I thought all of Australia was on lockdown and was they were all getting beat up and everything. And it, the area he's in, he's in the... In New South Wales, and he said people are going. Oh, he said they look strange if you have a mask on, and they've got a very good leader there, and she's also uh, manages uh, Sydney, and you know he said it 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 was uh, Victoria was there where it was bad, and that's even easing up. And I believe you've got a friend as well, is it? Perth yeah, I, I well I got family in different parts as well. I mean I know I know Perth for example is like they feel they're going around their business as if nothing is kind of going on, um just getting on as normal. There's no harsh lockdowns. 
uh, there's no boots in the ground outside their door or anything like that. So they're kind of getting on pretty normal. I feel they've escaped the whole lot of it. Um, obviously, we know, as you mentioned, Victoria was the, getting it for weeks and weeks and weeks, getting a very harsh lockdown. They're not quite out of lockdown yet, but it's just eased off a certain amount. And now it's been gone down into southern Australia in the last couple of days or a week or so. They're getting it real harsh. Seen a video on lately, and the streets were absolutely derelict, empty uh, in southern Australia at the minute. But the likes of uh, Brisbane, you know, Queensland, that area, and in New South Wales and Sydney and those areas, they seem to be not touched at the moment. They seem to be all right, but I'm sure in time it'll all of a sudden they'll have a breach or something and come out there now and they'll they'll be bit by bit they'll go across state by state in time. But for now, it's it's not bad in Australia, but you have got some Muppets still in power in Australia. So um, yeah, come on Aussies, rise up and fight back. Your freedom is massively at stake here. Definitely. And like, if you look at just say, like say Sweden, where they never had this lockdown, so restaurants are open, bars are open and everything. Do we see people dropping dead on the floor? Do we see a massive spike with all the amount of people dead in Sweden? No. Yeah. But you go to the UK and at a minute past 10 o'clock, they have to close the bars. So it means like the COVID is waiting there with a stopwatch and he's ready to pounce. Yeah. In Ireland, all the bars are closed. And it's like, not only are the, the publicans that are actually, you know, their business is going down, but all of the people that have been employed in them industries, the same in the hotel industries, for what? for the dopes politicians that are just, you know, taking the decisions from those above and complain. If you do not stand up, if you just think, I'll just do nothing. If there's a protest with pots and pans, bring out your pots and pans. Support the people that are trying to bring you the information. You know, give a thumbs up, share with your friends. And it makes a difference because if you thought that being compliant and being a good boy and doing as they were told made a difference, can you see a difference in the different countries besides people losing their jobs, losing their income, being depressed? No. So it's actually done 10 times more harm than anything. So people need to stick together and stand up. And next week we'll bring you way more updates and as much positivity as we can. But we also have to bring in the doom and gloom, unfortunately, because you know, reality is there, but power, you know, knowledge is power, definitely helps. Exactly. And the only thing lockdowns ever, ever do is basically destroy people's businesses and livelihoods and basically make the poor even poorer. And that's all lockdowns ever do. Exactly. Yeah. Listen, Chris, thanks again. As always, look forward to talking to you again next week. Same as right. We'll be talking to you next week as well. So you'll find all of Chris's episodes on mindwars.uk. He's also on Facebook, BitChute and YouTube. As well as myself, I'm on awakeningpodcast.org. Make sure that you share with your friends, give us a thumbs up, subscribe, and until next week, take care. See you then. There's a time.